0: Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. What exactly is faith, and how does it affect our lives? As we begin a new series in the book of Ruth, we will find a timeless model of faith in this ancient story, and will be invited to faith in God, who has been faithful to us. As I shared with you earlier, today we are beginning a brand new message series in the book of Of Ruth and what we will find in Ruth as we journey with Ruth we will find that she is an amazing model of faith and today as we begin this journey we might want to ask ourselves how we have defined what faith is because after all there are a number of definitions that we probably cling to more than others I've heard a lot of times that faith is defined as believing without seeing. And yet at the same time, we hear the word faith used in a relationship such as a marriage or a romantic relationship where somebody is faithful to each other, meaning that they're not giving up. Others use faith in a religious sense, that it's completely about having a faith and believing a certain thing about God and and how the world is ordered and all of these different kinds of things. So depending on where you grew up, depending on what you've heard or what whatever it might be, you might lean towards one or multiple of those definitions or maybe even something that I haven't even said yet. But what's amazing is that the story of Ruth is a a really a story about Faith and really gives us a really well-defined picture of what faith is. And it's such an odd book. The book of Ruth is in the Old Testament, fairly early on. It's only four chapters, and so over the next few weeks, we're just pretty much going to read the majority of the book. But what Ruth does is shows us what faith is and how it how it addresses the world and relationships how it endures in the midst of of difficulties and so we are going to learn a lot about what kind of faith we can have in a god who has immense faith to us and so friends As we look at the different contextual clues within Ruth, we will discover that Ruth does some amazing things despite all of these divisions, all of these difficulties, all of these things that come up against her life. And as we consider all that, may we consider having a faith like Ruth. So we're going to begin this story today. We're going to be in Ruth chapter one. And we're going to read the first 18 verses. There's a lot of background here, and there's going to be some, some parts that, that we're, going to, we're going to look at as we go along that will sort of give you a clue as to what these relationships were like and how, how amazing of a faith Ruth does have. In this moment so read with me Ruth chapter 1 during the days when the judges ruled there was a famine in the land a man with his wife and two sons went from Bethlehem of Judah to dwell in the territory of Moab the name of that man was Elimelech. I have a hard time with these words sometimes Elamelech the name of his wife was Naomi and the names of his two sons were Malone and Chilean They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah, and they entered the territory of Moab and settled there. But Naomi's husband died. Then only she was left, along with her two sons, and they took wives for themselves, Moabite women. The name of the first was Orpah, and the name of the second was Ruth, and they lived there for about ten years. But both of the sons also died. Only the women were left. Without her two children and without her husband. Then she arose along with her daughters in law to return from the field of Moab, because while in the territory of Moab, she had heard that the Lord had paid attention to his people by providing food for them. She left the place where she had been, and her two daughters in law went with her. They went along the road to return to the land of Judah. Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go, turn back, each of you, to the household of your mother. May the Lord deal faithfully with you, just as you have done with the dead and with me. May the Lord provide for you, so that you might find security, each woman in the household for her, of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. But they replied to her, No, instead we will return with you to your people, But Naomi replied, turn back, my daughters. Why would you go with me? Will there again be sons in my womb that they would be husbands for you? Turn back, my daughters. Go. I am too old for a husband. And if I were to say that I have hope, even if I had a husband tonight, and even more, if I were to bear sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you refrain from having a husband? No, my daughters, this is more bitter for me than for you, since the Lord's will has come out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth stayed with her. Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law is returning to her people and to her gods. Turn back after your sister-in-law. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to abandon you to turn back from following after you wherever you go I will go and wherever you stay I will stay and your people will be my people and your god will be my god wherever you die I will die and there I will be buried may the lord do this to me and more so if even death separates me from you when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her she stopped speaking to her about it and they go back to the land of Judah to Bethlehem There are a number of things that, that you need to understand about the people involved in this story. First of all, it should be understood that Naomi and her husband and her sons are from the tribe of Israel, one of the, the tribes of Israel. And so they, that's why it's in the Old Testament, it's a part of the Hebrew Bible, they go into a land that is they. Most folks wouldn't go to if you were a Hebrew in this time. And what's interesting is they go into a land that is actually known, Moabites were actually perennial enemies of the Hebrews. And yet we read that Naomi's sons married two Moabite women. It's probably because of just where they lived. They came of age, and that's, that's what happened. So when you find out that Orpah and Ruth are Moabites, and Naomi is an Israelite, that's, there's, sort of a, there's a tension there, at least around them. That would be a very odd kind of relationship. And so, for Orpah and Ruth, even to consider going with Naomi back into her homeland with other Israelites is is potentially socially very risky, awkward. There's 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 going to be some things there, and you might wonder yourself, well, why don't why. Why, why, are the, why are the two choices go back to their homeland or, or stick with Naomi? You need to understand that in this day and age, widows only had a number of ways to go about their lives. They didn't have, you know, Social Security or, or, or Medicare. They didn't have all the different kinds of provisions that we have. Instead, they would rely upon either two, one of two things. One, if they were young enough, such as the case for Orpah and Ruth, they could return to their father's house and hope to remarry again someday and that husband would bring forth all the provisions needed for their lives. However, if you were a widow and you were older, you need to understand that elderly widows would be completely dependent upon the surrounding community to provide and care for her. So for Orpah and Ruth, the most logical thing the most normal thing the most a lot of people would even say obedient thing would be to go back to their family and remarry so this initial thought of sticking with naomi is is very odd because there is not a lot of things there's not a lot in it for orpah and ruth and so when orpah After a second questioning from Naomi, kisses Naomi and we hear that she leaves? That is what 99% of people would do. And really, it should not be seen as Orpah abandoning or doing something that's wrong here. She's actually doing the the obedient thing. She's actually listening to Naomi. (laughs) But Ruth does the unexpected once Orpah leaves. After she is questioned two more times from Naomi, she says, no, would you you stop? I'm going with you. I'm going with you. And we hear this amazing refrain of faith from Ruth. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Where you are buried, I will be buried. Where your people are will be my people. Your God will be my God. This is an immense moment of loyalty and dedication. Where does this come from? And we don't really get a full answer because in all reality, sticking with Naomi does not make the most logical sense. There's not a lot of security with Naomi. All we can really begin to think about is that she has a love And a faithfulness to Naomi above the circumstances that they are in. Something that's really interesting about Old Testament literature is that oftentimes the first things that are said by somebody tells you a lot about their character. And the first words out of Ruth is this, where you will go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. So what we are understanding and what, what the writers who wrote down this story are trying to say to us is that Ruth is a model for faith. A Moabite woman who is considered to be an enemy of Hebrew is a model of faith for people who are Hebrew. This is an, it's just so odd that, that it would come from an unexpected person like this. And yet, here it is. Ruth is faithful. Ruth is a model of faith. The crazy thing of it is is that this faithfulness comes at great cost to Ruth. Again, the, the secure, the rational, the normal thing would be to go home and find a husband with her family. That would be what anybody else would do. It almost feels like a fairy tale, doesn't it? It almost it gives us a vision of a world that we wish existed but that doesn't mean that this isn't true that ruth didn't have this immense faith i think there's a reason why the biblical writers included the story of ruth the story of a moabite a and a, the perennial enemy of israelites to be a model of faith for Hebrews, for Jews, and yes, for us as Christians. It's because it doesn't have to be something religious. It doesn't have to be the perfect, uh, it it doesn't have to have the perfect uh, belief. But faith is something that can come from any one of us. that God often works in people, in unexpected people, to show us who he is. Really, the reason why Ruth is included within our Old Testament in the Hebrew Bible, despite her identity, despite all the lines of division that might be brought against her, is because, quite frankly, God is bigger than the things, the identities that we have brought to ourselves and the visions that we've put upon ourselves with other people. We don't get this, we don't get a sense that God is going to be a huge main actor in this story. We don't have a perfect religious service or worship in this story. We don't have any of that. Because God is showing us that faith is bigger than any of those things. It's bigger than the religion that we think that we have to do everything perfect or, or the, whatever it might be. It's really faith is about orienting ourselves to stick through thick and thin. And what so many people have begun to interpret Ruth as, is that Ruth is a model of faith, the kind of faith that God has to humanity. Because if you really think about it, God has never given up on humanity throughout all of human history. He loves each and every one of us, and it has come at great cost. It has come at at ways that we sometimes think is just illogical. Why would you give your son up for us? Because he is faithful to us. And as we continue this story over the next few weeks, we will see that Ruth's faith brings forth an immense redemption in everyone's lives around her. That faith transforms the people around her and the Everything. Ruth is seen as a change agent whose loving faithfulness reflects God's faithfulness to Naomi. This shows us the faithfulness of God. God works through us even in the midst of grief and bitterness. Ruth is a model of God and his faithfulness to us. So friends, faith, isn't just believing without seeing or any of the things. In fact, if we, we just think it's one of those things, we are doing a disservice to the kind of faith that God has has for to us and the kind of faith that God calls us to live. Faith is a relationship. It's relational. It's a dedication to remain in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of failures, in the midst of grief, often at great cost to ourselves. And that's exactly what God has done for us. It has come at great cost to him. God has stuck with us. He has complete open eyes to who we are and our flaws and our failures and our sins and all these different kinds of things. And yet God remained. God was faithful. And that is the kind of faith that you and I are called into with him. It is a relationship that sticks with God at great cost to ourselves. And also recognizing all of the realities of that. See, faith is open-eyed. It accepts reality. And it remains true because of a love of God and a love of others. This is the faith that we are called to have, friends. Yes, it involves belief, it involves trust, it involves sticking, sticking with God whenever not everything is known. It involves all of those things, but I think the one thing that is so amazing is that it isn't selfish. It's not what's, like sometimes I hear people say, well, my faith is what's best for me. That's that's not a faith. That's, That's a belief in what you want for your life and your world. But the kind of faith that God is calling us to is one that is humble and is loving and is loyal. Faith accepts all of reality and remains true to God as he has remained true to us this morning by the way I, I record I, I record this on Saturday this morning I woke up early and I just turned on the television for some odd reason there was there's a movie that was born out of a true story it's inspired by a true story which means that pretty much all the movie is is like written to be something but it's based on something it's a movie called Tag maybe you've heard of it maybe you've read the news article but basically a group of friends a bunch of guys, have been playing a game of TAG for 30 years, which sounds ridiculous. And yet, every single February, they play TAG. And you do not know when this random friend will just show up. They live in different states, they have different professions, they have, they have uh, surprised each other on a number of times. And while that sounds really fun, but it also sounds ridiculous, what it is is it's an avenue for them to be faithful to each other in friendship. It is a way to get back and to be with each other and to care for one another and to live with one another. Maybe you have friends that you think about, I haven't talked to this person for so long. I wish that would do that. Do it. Go for it. That is a faithfulness to your friendship. That's the kind of faithfulness we we look for in our marriages. It's a faithfulness that sticks through thick and thin, that offers love and, and ourselves to each other. And that's exactly the kind of faith that God has for us. No matter what we have done wrong, He forgives. No matter all of the different things, that we have turned to instead of him he is still there with open arms for us he is faithful turn to him and have a faith with him and stick with him no matter what that is the kind of faith God has for us and the kind of faith that we are called to have in him friends won't you take up the example of Ruth and have a faith in God that is not self-seeking and sticks through thick and thin that is drenched in love and loyalty and transforms our lives into what he calls us to be would you pray with me God forgive us of the moments that we have thought faith was just about believing something or it's just about religion it's far greater than that it is relational it is it is it's embodied in you in your son as he gave his life for us and in your servant Ruth many years ago God help us those words Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will say. May those be our words to you, God. To allow you to take and guide and lead us in every part of our lives, in every relationship, in every place that we are a part of. God, give us greater faith so that we can be the people you want us to be transform us and may others see our faith in you and want to join the faith to you as well god we love you and give you thanks for all things and we ask this in your son's holy name jesus amen Amen. thanks for listening to champion church of the nazarene's weekly sermon podcast we hope that you are inspired by this week's message Because of the current pandemic, our services are limited to an online presence. You can join us on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday at 1030 a.m. For more information about our ministries or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.